1: Your first choice for everything, Leicester City. Tune in and join in now. Right, Chris. All right there? All white right, the back out? Oh, we all. How the devil are you? Good evening. Well, yeah, it's back, isn't it? And and we're not getting to see football. Um. Games are on off, on off, and then the FA decide when everybody's set off to go and see a show that uh, a game that they're going to cancel it. We should have been talking uh, tonight about the upcoming Everton game which I have to be honest with you, was one of the few games I've been looking forward to this season because they're having a worse season than we are. But it's not to be. We have got a special show. I will tell you all about that in one second. Just to let you know, this is where you can watch Leicester Till I Die TV and where you can listen to us as well.
0: Listen on your favourite podcast platform or ask your smart speaker to play the podcast Lester Till I Die. Subscribe, like, follow and join in now.
1: In here we've got a special In Conversation with and For those of you of a certain age, like myself, um, you will know this gentleman. He was, as I've written down here, the 80s answer to Jeff Stelling. Whether he will like me saying that or not, I don't know. But uh, I've just been onto a Liverpool channel to sort of say that we were doing this tonight. There was one Everton fan who had obviously heard of this gentleman and uh, the three Liverpool fans are starting to go, hmm, but they're about 20. So (laughs) that is probably why. It's Mr Elton Welmsby, and he'll be coming up straight after On
0: YouTube and your favourite podcast platform, this is Leicester Delay's ITV in conversation with... Strap
1: yourself in because we're set up, switched on, and ready to go. I'll say good evening to Alton. Thank you very much for joining us. Pleasure, Chris. The '80s version of Jeff Stelling—is that how you would describe yourself?
0: Well, <laughs> I did. Uh, I did the results on ITV, but yes. technology has changed so much uh, since I was doing that, with Jeff doing what he does um yeah. I, I think he's a great great professional i really do yes. I, I think he does that saturday afternoon show um very very well i mean
1: just just to take you back here of course this was uh, one of your early shows for granada and there you are in your full glory um yeah. and, and, and hair and hair as well <laughs> which is oh, something yeah. It's something I've not got at the moment doing I'm kick-off. I know how long
0: it take you to, to, to point that out. Yes. <laughs> who was I with there? I couldn't, I could see me, but I, I wasn't quite sure who I was interviewing.
1: I'm not sure who
0: who that is. I mean, obviously, I think it's footballer. Like a footballer. He looks a bit like Kevin Moran, but uh, Kevin never Levan- yeah. had hair like that. It so it's yeah. so, somebody Jolston, who. Uh,
1: Somebody who carries the perm off. But talking about carrying things off, of course, you are there in full suit and tie. But this was the sort of 70s, 80s, 90s. Fashion could sometimes be beyond us all. I mean, here you are sporting a very, very flashy polo jumper with another jumper on top.
0: (laughs) That would have been, oh, let me think. That would be around about 1980. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yes, I mean I think that looks quite nice actually. Very it's very Christmassy, don't you think? You know,
1: the red and... <laughs> it, well it probably was a Christmas game. We'll, 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 we'll <laughs> let you have that as the excuse. But um you um you were born in St Helens. I was, yes. Yes. Um, which is obviously I'm just, just yeah, not not so far. Now, because St Helens if somebody says St. Helens to me, the first thing I think
0: of is rugby. Well, (laughs) I never miss a Saints game that's on on the box. I don't get to go very often nowadays, but Mm. we used to. Me and and my son went uh, home and away in, I think it was 85. Uh, It's always referred to in St. Helens as the Meninga season, when we had the great Australian centre, Mal Meninga, playing for us. And we won the Lancashire Cup. We won the the league. And it was a fantastic 12-month, well, yeah, period of time yes. when we did that, we were just beating everybody, and it was it was particularly enjoyable. Yeah, come on, uh, you saints It's a, it's a,
1: it's a. I mean, I, coming from Leicester, I more. Well, I'm, I'm not a rugby fan, but if I do follow Leicester rugby, and I do. It's more union
0: than league. Oh yeah, sure. Well, mm. I mean, <clears throat> I enjoy the international rugby union, the home nations, and uh, you know the the, the various. Mm. Formats that they play in there, I, I love it. But uh, international rugby league is it doesn't do anything for me at all, and no. club rugby union doesn't do anything for me at all. Uh, <laughs> but the internationals, because the the um, the atmosphere at all the grounds, whether it be in Ireland, Wales, Scotland, England, um, the atmosphere and the you know the enthusiasm of the fans, absolutely mm-hmm. fantastic. You Don't get that at club level, basically. No, saying. no. So, what was I say, St. Helens?
1: You're following the rugby. What drew you to Everton?
0: Well, we, my dad, <clears throat> my dad was in the bank and we moved quite a bit with his job, mm-hmm. and uh, eventually, we he came to a branch in, in Liverpool in um, oh, Christ, about 1961, mm-hmm. 1961, 62. And uh, because of his position at the bank, he was able to get tickets for, um, you know, for for either Liverpool or Everton. But this particular day, it was April nineteen sixty two, and he got uh, he got two tickets for the Everton game against Cardiff City, and Everton won eight three. Wow! I was just spellbound by the little number nine, the golden vision. He became known as Alex Young. And I wanted to be him, you know. That, that's yes. when I was that age, and and, and watching him, I think yeah, this is—he's doing things that I couldn't even dream about, you know. Mm. Oh, it was it was fantastic, and that was it. Cousin Park, the old lady, got me. Yeah. Hooked, hooked, totally I mean, it's not—that's not a bad first game
1: to go and see, is it? A team well, winning exactly. A3.
0: We could have gone, you know. We could have gone the week after to Liverpool, I suppose. I, you yeah. know. It wouldn't. Um, it wouldn't be the same now because you know they they win so much. They they're so um, you know so dominant yeah. basically. It have been throughout all the all the eras of, of yeah. me watching football really. Apart I mean, from you... the mid 80s, yeah, we were, yeah. we're a very good then.
1: You, you try and explain to a Man United fan that before Alex Ferguson, Liverpool were the biggest club in the country and they don't, they don't
0: believe you. <laughs> oh, well, I, all they've got to do is look at the history books. I mean, Liverpool, oh, oh, to start with under Shankly, obviously he, he led them back into the, the first division as it was then and then went on to win league titles, the FA Cup. But Bob Paisley's era was was very, very special. And, uh, you know, I used to cover them for Radio City. Yeah. Um, so I, I used to go home, away, Europe, all over Europe with them. And, you know, they no one could believe, you know, when I set, met someone in a pub or something oh. like that, they they couldn't believe I was actually in Evertonian. I said, yeah. well, you know, <laughs> I'm doing my job when I'm commentating on Liverpool for the wireless. You know, I'm doing my job. It's professional. That's what I've got to do, yes. you know. Um, and would never always been an Evertonian. Um, and even when Liverpool were winning all the things that he used to win, I was still an Evertonian, but yeah. you know, I had a, a job to do. Um, I had to earn a living, yes, know? yeah.
1: And you said that living started at well, it was a job, w- you. Your first foray into uh, sports journalism was Radio City, which was the local independent radio station.
0: Yeah, uh, I, well, I'd done four years at a provincial newspaper called uh, the Liverpool Weekly News. It was it was a group witness yeah, yeah. run corner Liverpool Weekly News. That was the sort of conventional route in those days. You you'd, you'd do a stint at a newspaper, then you'd go into local radio, um, you know, and then well see what you like, and, uh, you know, if you're any good, hopefully you move on to television or, or national radio, for that matter. Yes. Um, so but there were no preconceived ideas when I went into to Radio City. Um, and it, it was fantastic. It really was. I still go to say, some of the best times of my life was with Radio City. They opened up on October the 21st, 1974. And you know, so I, I did the very first sort of sports bulletin on there. Um, uh, really? so yeah, very, very close to the heart, yeah, very much so.
1: And then you went on from there to Granada Television, which I, right. I I, mean, I lived in Burnley for 21 years, so I know I know Granada Television. Uh, oh. you, were there, you, you were there around the same time as Richard Madeley,
0: uh, yeah, well, Richard Madeley came in initially to present our rugby league. It was right. a joint a joint effort between Granada and Yorkshire. And Richard Madeley used to come over and present that. I'd be at the games. Um, and then, yeah, R- Richard, I, it, I don't think he really liked it, you know. He's a great professional, yeah. Richard. No, no question about that. But I don't think he really liked or, or wanted to be associated as... Um, a rugby league presenter, I think he had far more greater ambition than that. Yeah, um, but yeah, and then I'm he a came celebrity. <laughs>
1: I'm a celebrity.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, he didn't last long in there, did he?
1: No, no, he, he no. didn't. He didn't. But I mean, local television, I mean, you know, these days, although it is still local, it's like one big, huge ITV oh, company. It's nothing
0: like, it, nothing like it, it's nothing like no. it was. No. They don't even have a Granada don't even have a sports department. They have a sports guy, Mike Hall, I think his name is. Um, mm. And he pops up and does the roundup of the sport. And, you know, in the old days, Granada Reports, um, it was fantastic. Um, yeah. You know, I made my debut, my sort of on-screen debut, um, on screen debut on Granada Reports, and the, the legend who is Tony Wilson introduced me. You know, it's I'm, Bob Greed, an icon. Um,
1: I remember and... Tony Wilson. He was very much into the music scene as well, wasn't oh, he? Oh,
0: well, right. he what's what was his name? The Hacienda. That's it, that is it. Yes, that was the club that he, he used to run. But he yeah. he virtually discovered Elvis Costello. We'll start there. You know, yeah. he and but once he a band that he liked, he would push them and and, and encourage them. And book them into places and what have you. It's always like you know, be, being a a journalist and television presenter on Granada Reports was kind of you know his second job in a way. Um, yeah. It wasn't, but uh, he was he was terrific. He was portrayed in a in a film I've forgotten the name of it now by Steve Coogan. It was a really? film uh, a film and it basically it was about Tony and Steve Coogan. Alan Partridge, for those who don't know, yes. um, yeah, he he played Charlie Wilson.
1: No, yeah. um, oh, but yeah, I mean, like you say, I said that, you know they're all individual. You know, we had Central in in the Midlands. Um, and, yes, well, half of them are, half of them aren't here now. Anyway, they've been they've been gobbled up. But you know, each each area. I mean, I know it was um, in the Midlands. We had Hugh Johns.
0: Oh um, uh, yeah, well, he's talking about a, a very good friend of mine. And yeah. we, we we worked a heck of a lot together on bowls,
1: right?
0: Um, Crown Green and the Flats. We in fact we we ran our own tournament to Granada called Super Bowl, and it went out a, on the network and everyone loved it. Um, mm. It was a super thing. And Hugh was, I always thought Hugh was totally suited to commentating on bowls as opposed to football. I'm not saying he wasn't a ba- he was a bad football commentator. But for bowls, it it, it was just a result, you know, revelation though that deep, rich, beautiful voice he had. But he didn't have to shout at bowls, but when he did (laughs) sort of go up a couple of (laughs) octaves, you you knew that it was something special. Um, yes, yeah, yeah. He, he, uh, I'll say, we we sort of would end up in in a Granada bar. God knows what time in the morning because the programs did didn't finish until about half <laughs> 12. <No. laughs> but yeah. Uh,
1: A few celebrated drinks, shall we say. Yeah. Oh, I've, <laughs>
0: had, I've had many celebratory drinks with you, believe me. <laughs> <laughs> you bless him. Uh, he out, yeah. done, I'm just trying to tot it up. One, two, three. We must have done close on 30 bowls tournaments, which... Wow. Would would last three four days, yeah. And we must have done that many. We must have done. Um, and it was great. And he was so at home and comfortable behind the mic in a you know in that bowls environment because his his wife whose name just has gone out of my head. Uh, that's what happens when you get to my head. Um, his wife. Well, anyway, she was uh, she was very high up in in the in the world of bowls. You know, she was. Um, on the national committee and that sort of thing. So he had a, a grounding in bowls even before he started to commentate on it, but he took mm-hmm. to it. I mean, it's awful cliche, like a duck to water. <clears throat> he really yeah. did. It was, you know, I think there's almost a look at his face thinking, God, why, why have I been stuck in football studios all my life, you know? <laughs> <laughs> this is, this is, I really enjoy this, you know, and he, and he did.
1: Yeah, I, he he had got a, for say for commentary, he had got a very distinctive voice, hadn't he?
0: The best I've heard, to be honest. Mm. Brian Moore, he he had a he had a great voice. Yeah, But Hughes was was almost like Richard Burton-esque, the way <laughs> Hugh used to deliver, you know. Um oh the, the best voice I, I've had the experience of working with, or even listening, you know, as a viewer. Mm. Um, yeah, very much so. Uh, Terry just says here, uh,
1: which um, I think it is, is Pilkington glass in St. Helens?
0: Uh, yet, yeah, well, it, it, I, it was, not, it was, yeah, it's it, there is some kind of <clears throat> um, there's some kind of it performs some function, I don't know, but of course, it used to m- make half the you know, all with glass in, in the UK. Um, oh, it was huge. You, you couldn't go out in St Helens and not meet someone who worked for Pilkington. Yes. You know, Lord Harry, Lord Harry, <laughs>
1: uh, Turfmore House TV. Good evening, sir. How the devil are you, uh, Daniel? Um, from Burnley, with a name like that, of course. Uh, so, them Granada bars away. We have them selling. St- TV stuff in the early hours these days. <laughs> yeah. He, he's uh, he's a Burnley lad, he, he's good. But then of course you went on from just from Granada to present in nationally for ITV. Uh you the yeah, Olympics, I believe, I in 1988.
0: Oh yeah, oh yes, yeah. I did the they say I drew the the short straw, I didn't look at it like that. I I, I used to present from I used to take over from Barry Norman for about half past twelve. And I'd be through till 8 o'clock in the morning. Um, But it was all the live events. You know, when Dickie came on or or Nick Owen um, and, uh, oh, Alison and, oh, anyway. When they came on, it was like highlights of things that you might have missed during the night. which I would think most people did. I mean, you're not going to watch dressage at 3 o'clock in the morning, are you? (laughs) <laughs> um, I'm not going to watch dressage at, at uh, seven o'clock in the evening, to be
1: honest with you. But I know what, yeah, you're, saying. <laughs> what, you're, know saying. what you're
0: saying. Well, how about synchronized swimming then? You know, live yeah. at four o'clock in the morning because it was the it was the the Olympic the Seoul Olympics in '88 was mm. um, was the one where synchronized swimming became a sort of I don't know what you call it. It used to get medals. You used to go on a platform, but they didn't count. It was a trial sport for the Olympics. Yeah, but, ha, uh, that was and a, the, we had to we had to cover that live. Wow!
1: <laughs> so, I always wondering when, when you're doing something like synchronized swimming, which isn't the most exciting of sports. Let's and no disrespect to them, it, they, but it's not the most exciting. No, just, As a commentator, it. could you get excited covering <laughs> synchronized swimming? Boring.
0: It's, totally <laughs>
1: boring I
0: mean, this, oh no I, I, I couldn't believe it. I, it with it being on at uh, let's say four o'clock three four o'clock something like that yeah. um, you know when you're watching the, the track track and field that's great um, but when synchronized swimming came on it sort of in the early hours of the morning I mean that was like to send you to sleep because I don't care about this body clock thing. You, you adjust to it. Come yeah. that time, certainly five, six o'clock, you are, I was knackered. I lost it one night, actually. It was oh, about eight o'clock. And Nick Owen was coming on after me, say nine, and he'd come in. And I was trying to, it was, I'll tell you what it was. It was 20, 20th of September, um, 1988. And I was trying to say happy birthday to my daughter. I just completely, I couldn't speak. And Nick just came over and leaned on leaned and on, sort of, tried to explain what was going on, what I was doing. And I was saying happy birthday to Laura um, because she'd be up watching me before going to school, basically. Yeah. Uh, but I, could, I, I, just could, I was so tired. I, couldn't, I, I just couldn't speak. I couldn't get my head around what I was doing. <laughs> Very. <laughs> you, you say that.
1: I have, I have a sneaky feeling coming from where you come. It might have just been a bit of a drink.
0: <laughs> oh, what? We're on the air? No <laughs> I'm
1: jesting. I'm jesting. Oh, no. <laughs> I tell
0: you what, a lot of people did. Harvey Smith, who was our equestrian man, and who better to get than Harvey, by the way. Mm. Um, oh, he, he'd be sipping red wine all the way through. Uh,
1: <laughs> but
0: I, he, he, I wouldn't dare because if you, if you're in broadcasting on television or radio, national radio, Whatever yeah. it is, if you cock up and someone goes, Oh, he was drinking earlier, that's it, it's the end of it. Yes.
1: yes. So,
0: you know, if you cock up or you make a mistake or whatever, which is uh, human nature,
1: hmm.
0: everyone does. Everyone in all walks of life, everyone makes mistakes. But oh, obviously, course. if you're doing it on television, then <laughs> not only mm-hmm. does everyone make mistakes, everyone sees the mistake you've made. How hmm. you get away with that? That's not a problem. Um, but if if you were caught drinking before that program or something like, that, oh, you'd be out. No, yes. no question, you'd, you'd be out. Yeah.
1: Whilst you were you were on ITV, you 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 having done the sort of the kick off, and you also did the match night or match time at the weekends. Yes. You 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 covered the football. And the game that I still remember now watching, and that was the, the Arsenal-Liverpool title
0: decider. Oh Last game of the season. Yes, I, I'm really glad you mentioned that. <laughs> that, was, that was, <laughs> I thought you would be somehow. <laughs> that was the most extraordinary, can I call it a programme? Of course, I mean the match, yeah. but that yes. was the most extraordinary programme <coughs> football game I've ever covered. Well, with the possible exception of the European uh, Championship final in 1992, 92, wasn't it? 1992, when Denmark beat uh, Germany. Yeah,
1: I'm coming. At, yeah, that's, that, that's my next yeah,
0: question. At <laughs> club, le- club level, you're quite right. And it had nothing to do with me being an Evertonian. And if you believe that, you believe anything. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, you know, the, the, in those days, for someone, whoever, to go to Liverpool and win by two clear goals was just well, it can't happen. <laughs> no, it couldn't happen. Yeah. But <laughs> blow me, it did. And it was it was fantastic. I mean, Bobby Robson was uh, our studio guest, so Bob, and he just kept yeah. muttering, I'll never get over this game. I'll never get over this game. Yeah. He just kept he didn't know what to say, he was shocked. You know, as, a, as, a, as a, a genuine football lover, Bob, you know he was—he uh, thought he can not sort of going on about it. Like, if this can't—it can't happen. Wake me up, it's a dream. You know, yes. That kind of thing. But, um you, yeah. we,
1: we had it recently, obviously. Well, last weekend with the Formula One, but you know, it's very difficult in football for it to come down to the last game. It's like it's like the last black with um, Dennis Taylor when he won the snooker world championship. Oh yeah, you don't get was- it. That often in not you, we had like the Man City one with Aguero going to go, but not the two teams involved playing each other.
0: No, I mean, uh, yes, really. no, you're right. I've, I've not actually I've never thought of it like that. Um, I mean,
1: it's never
0: happened before. I know, I know what was at stake when Liverpool played Arsenal in '89. What I'm saying mm. is, I'm trying to now racking my brains, um, to think of anything. In other words, if you like, a league game in any sort of sport, mm. which is basically a cup final. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I said um,
1: there have been, been the, the games, I've but been. not where the two teams themselves are
0: involved. That was a good shout of yours, actually. I never thought it but you're quite yeah. right. Um, the, yeah. the Grand Prix in uh, Abu yeah. Dhabi. Yeah. yeah. That, that um, was very similar, you know. Because no that, one like remembers it's... who finishes second. Sorry, say that again, No one remembers who finishes second
1: No they don't That, that, is, so that like, is very it's like, true
0: It's like a cup final in that respect isn't it Yes yeah, And yeah. it
1: doesn't matter how many you won by Or whether you broke any records no. It's just the fact that, that you won it I think the same- the
0: lo- Sorry I've just said another one is, <laughs> Name me the losing semi finalists In last year's FA Cup Now I'll go back to the 70s <clears throat> If you like Even the late 60s I can tell even you what, we were in it. <laughs> no, no, but I've, no. All I'm going to say is that mm. even then, people couldn't. When the FA Cup was almost as big as the league, mm. even then, people couldn't remember who finished, uh, you know, second in the two semi-finals. Really. No, it, it no. was all you know. Oh, let me think about that. Ah, who was so got to the final? They beat so and so in the final to win the cup. Now. Who did they win? Who did they beat in the semi finals to get to Wembley? Ah, At everyone's going, what I remember. No,
1: (laughs) no, 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 you never remembered for coming second in sport. No, I think it was Michael Thomas got the winning goal, didn't he, against for Arsenal against
0: Liverpool? Yes, he did. And um, it was uh, yeah, Alan Smith got the first, and Michael Thomas got the second from an Alan Smith. Ex-Leicester, of course, and also in yes. your opening titles. Um, uh, Alan Smith was man of the match. I don't think we ever got round to talking about it, but um, I can tell all, all the Leicester fans now uh, that Alan Smith, your former player, he was man of the match in that game. No, no question about it. He was terrific. Yeah, he's,
1: he's a love. I've interviewed him on here, as you, as you can see, and he, he's a lovely guy yeah you did the um 92 european championships uh, which was in in sweden um yeah. i couldn't believe back then there was actually only eight teams in in the finals
0: i oh, know it's it's i think it was obviously before uh, uefa and also fifa realized the mountains of cash mm. you can have by the yes. things around um no, it it's it's all it's all money orientated It is, yeah.
1: But I was lo- I was looking I at mean, it wasn't a good good tournament from England's point of view. No, um, awful yeah, there, was, there was eight teams. Uh, it was the first, of course, when there was a unified Germany, but Denmark, it was their tournament. They they weren't even in
0: it. Yugoslavia no. were in it,
1: they had to withdraw because right. of the war, and That's Denmark right. came on and
0: went all the way. Well, they were—they were. They were uh, when I say they, I'm presuming the, the hierarchy of Danish football plus the manager. I can't remember his name. But, um, yeah. You know, they—they they, they were phoning them, and at the, the hotels. You know, where they yeah. were having you know a family holiday, and yeah. someone would come out and say, "Hello, Mister Schmeichel. Uh, so and so's on the phone for you. Yeah. Get over here quick. We're <laughs> in." Yeah. I mean, it's just unbelievable. You just—you couldn't make it up. I remember. Yeah. I, I actually remember one of my lines uh, was something along the lines of "From the land of fairy tales, they don't come much bigger than this one." <laughs> that's, you know?
1: that's a good line. That's a good line. I yeah. mean, you you wouldn't get you wouldn't you know anything like that happening. Like I'll say, like a team maybe at five thousand to one winning the Premier League. <laughs> no.
0: Yeah, I mean, I also i I use that example. When uh, an example involving Leicester, when Rafa Benitez came to Liverpool, to to Everton, I still think he's a Liverpool man. Uh,
1: <laughs> you wish, you wish he
0: was. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I, I I supported his appointment at the time because mm. I said I'm not looking, I'm not looking um, at a former Liverpool manager. I'm looking at a guy who won. um La Liga twice with Valencia. I said, "Now that is like Leicester winning the Premier League twice." Mm. Now, no. Oh, I was singing as loud as anybody um, when you when you won the title. I thought it was marvellous, but I also realised that it will never happen again. And I'd rather anyone shouts me down or what have you. You know, I'll say the same about it. ever. Well, we're, we're a million miles away from being. You know, quality, the quality which is required and the depth which is required to, to win the Premier League. There are only two teams who can win it this season, in my view. Um, mm. And that's Manchester City or Chelsea. Liverpool haven't think quite got the
1: Liverpool, Liverpool will do it again?
0: Well, it, it's only my opinion, but I don't think so. I don't think that their depth of squad. Um, mm. contains the quality of Manchester City or Chelsea. <clears throat> I mean, if they get through unscathed without uh, too many players getting injuries for a long period of time, they're fine. But, <coughs> excuse me, they will be fine. Mm. But um, their yeah. bench, if you like, is... Oh, yeah. look, at Chelsea's, you know, last night played Everton. I looked at Chelsea bench, I thought, good God almighty, just look at that. Mm. And then you think of the players who couldn't, <clears throat> couldn't yeah. be a part of it, like Lukaku. And, ah. It is scary. It is scary I, I, right? think, I, say, I
1: think after the Leicester win in the Premier League, it was almost like these clubs said, we're not going to let that happen again.
0: Absolutely. You're spot on. You're dead right. I mean, it was almost like, you know, I forget who, see, again, I forget who finished second, third. In, that year oh,
1: but, we, know, we, we can tell you Tottenham finished third Because they came third In a two-horse race Just for any yeah. Spurs That
0: are watching <laughs> Yeah I, no, I do recall that <laughs> Um Yes But it, even still It was kind of, Like say A couple of months Before the end of the season was, Well Leicester still up there Yeah, yeah mm. I mean That one. not that, I still get injuries they, they won't, Forget them <laughs> Yes Famous last words um, somebody somebody was, said to me, "When did when did you
1: actually believe you were going to actually win the league?" And I said, "When Eden Hazard scored for Chelsea and equalised against uh, against Spurs, we, we just didn't believe it right up to the end." But but looking <clears> at <throat> modern football, I mean, I, I actually um, sometimes watch the big match replayed on ITV Four, yes,
0: yeah, uh, and
1: that's got Brian Moore presenting it, and. I can't believe, and I know um, it, it's it's very sort of easy to say, well, men were men back then, and you know, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But my God, you know, th- it was a, it was a proper contact sport back then.
0: Yeah, and <clears throat> I don't know how many, but the, the thing that always I'm flabbergasted when he told me, this. I never realized, especially when I named the player Tommy Smith of mm. Liverpool, yeah, the Iron Man of Anfield. He never got sent He was sent off once, but that was after the match had finished because someone, when they were walking back down the tunnel, somebody said something to him and he cuffed them. And uh, the referee was just behind Tommy and and, and sent him off for that. He sent him off for nothing because the game was over. But um, he deemed it a red card. (laughs) He struck someone in the crowd. <laughs> who obviously, questioned his parentage or something like that.
1: <laughs> probably, probably, but it, it was, <laughs> and I, the, I think the game I was watching was a Chelsea, we were playing Millwall, and it was it was top of what was then, uh, Division Two for the Championship for the younger guys, Um and I can say that the, the things that don't say they're getting away with, but were allowed in those days. The referee was hardly stopping
0: the game. No, and also I. I... I don't religiously watch that. Um, I do if it's uh, sometimes they, they, they've taken a couple that I presented with uh, with Dennis Law, uh, mm. and I watch that just out of you know curiosity, really, to see what we looked like back then. Um, <laughs> but no, I, don't, I don't watch it on a regular basis. But when I do, and it's say this time game from this time of year. The state of the pitches, you would not oh. believe they could play. I mean, if, if yeah. the pitch was like that today, the referee would have no intention to, no and alternative no. To, but to just postpone the game. It's like it an allotment. Was, some of them weren't they? <laughs> well, the the um, <clears throat> excuse me, the, the worst ground I would think um, at the time that they were winning the title was one of your neighbours, Derby. The baseball mm. ground—it was climatic. That was a quagmire. <laughs> yeah, it really was. It, it and, was.
1: and I suppose oh, commentating—you wouldn't get all the luxury that you have now. Did you actually go and because you did commentate at matches for a while, didn't you?
0: I was always at the game when we did the live games. Yeah, we were there. We were sat in the stand and, and yeah, you know, with a camera there. And, yeah, but we were the first ones to do it. You know, not That's not it. to have. To not to have a studio base in London. Mm. There was one for the nineteen ninety for Italian 19, that there was Nick Owen and a few of the chaps were in there. Um, but basically, the, the um, you know the, the, the half time and the full times and things like that, um, mm. I did with the, um, in the studio with the guests. Uh, not in the studio, in, in the ground with the guests. Yes. And they realized then that actually, it, see, Technically, it was a heck of an operation. Right? it really was in those days. In you know, in um you know, in Ita- uh, Well, nineteen ninety, Italian ninety. Yes. It <clears throat> it was a. Everyone was going around, you know, kissing the, the the chief technical guy, you know, because he got it to work. Nowadays, crikey, I mean, it's, I don't know how they do it, but it's it's simple, isn't it?
1: It seems um, it's a lot simpler than it was, I'm sure. But um, I mean, talking about the modern football, do you, do you get to go to Goodison at all?
0: I haven't been this season, mm. um, mainly because, well, okay, the COVID thing, you know, exactly, I mean, yeah. I, I, you know you've really got to be careful. Um, but no, and apart from anything else, <laughs> I haven't I'm worth watching. Well, I was, you've led me very
1: nicely then onto on to the next section, which um, in Leicester, I mean, a lot of teams are struggling. I think definitely this season you could say anybody could be anybody. Um, and, and that is so true this season. But I've always thought Everton were there ready to push on. You know, I mean, you, you've had your success in the past. You know, when Howard Kendall was manager, you took uh, Gary Lineker from us. You'd have probably got into Europe more if it hadn't been for the Heisel ban. That was oh, just, without a doubt. Yeah, that was. We, that was
0: we were we we eighty five to eighty seven. Um, we were the best team in Europe. No, mm. without a doubt. Um, we were the best team in Europe. But we would have won the European Cup. I'm totally convinced about that. And you know, I'm sure yeah. all your viewers are going to be saying, "Well, he would say that, wouldn't he?" But <laughs> it was it was class. Um, yeah. I mean, when we played. Um, uh, who was it? Anyway, in Rotterdam, the final, the Cup Winners' Cup final. I mean, have you ever seen that? There's a video out called Howard's Way. Uh, it's it's excellent. It, it's primarily for Evertonians. It's it, I wouldn't recommend any any sort of Leicester hard diehard fan to 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 go and make sure they watch it. But yeah. there's there's a move that they put in there, shot on a. Um, A ground camera, and it was Barcelona. It really was. It was Mm -hmm. Barcelona, and you know, long before Barcelona were playing that kind of football, you know, long before it. Cruyff went there as a manager, and etc. And instilled this philosophy into them of the way you play the game. Um, but this it ended unfortunately with Trevor Stephen ballooning it over the bar. But the build-up. To it, the build-up play and the little passes, the short passes, the ones inside. Oh, it was it was magic, it really was. Yes. I, I was sat on the bench for, for that game. Yeah, um, yeah, I was sat on the bench um, yeah. with a microphone uh, hidden from the UEFA <laughs> official. Yeah, and everyone thought I was a sub. Seriously, <laughs> I had to I had to put a tracksuit on um, and boots. Um, well, but Howard yeah. didn't get you mixed up and said oh, you. Oh no, ha- Howard! No, no, Howard was party to the scheme, or should I say, scam? Um, no, it, it, Howard, Howard, Colin, and, and Everton's um, assistant assistant manager, who was basically just the kit man, uh, yes. Mick Heaton. Mick his name was, who um, he used to be a player for for Blackburn Rovers. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it was basically Heaton that, that said, "Well, I on, a us Yeah, here's try this one on it. Was, it fit perfectly." He said, "Well, we got <laughs> a pair." I think mean, it was Inchy Heath. You know, got a spare pair of boots. You know. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I'm just like
1: I hadn't realised Howard Kendall has actually managed you three separate times, but obviously yes, the first had. one. It was the first time, and I'm just looking, man. I I couldn't say credit. I mean, two Division One championships, one FA Cup. One UEFA for Cup Winners' Cup and three yeah. Charity Shields. He, yeah. he, you know, he was there, sort of. I think six odd years. That's not a
0: bad well, tally, is it? It's it's excellent. <clears throat> um, but it was his first time. Uh, it's, it's the first time he, he, he managed this. But Bill Kenwright he was like a great friend and confidant. Suppose you want to say of Howard, you know, he he was one that brought him back. And then brought him back again. It should, shouldn't have done that. That was a mistake. There's an old cliche, isn't there, in life, not for it in football, that you never go back. Yes. Well, yeah. if you ever needed a, a true example of that, and then it's Howard going back to Everton um, for a second and a third time. Uh, it should have been a completely different outlook from mm. someone who you know, didn't know what had gone on before. Um, well, they there, no, but not part of being what was on before. Um, yeah, but uh, but Howard Howard's first Bell's manager was absolutely it, it was sensational and he, he got us playing football, um, you know, right out of the top draw, hmm. very much.
1: And then comparing that to today, like I say, I mean Everton, you know, you you've you've, you've got a, an owner now with a, with a bit of money. You've gone out and you spent money on players over the last few seasons. Um, yeah, it didn't quite Badly. work out. You Know your manager didn't stay long last time, he, you know. He, you know oh. Ancelotti he, he jumped ship at <laughs> the first opportunity. I yeah. thought, I thought Rafa coming in, I thought, like you did, great and excellent. Um, yeah, you know, you're complete, up. You know, you're, and I you're actually thought practice. you were going to be going for that like fifth, sixth place this season.
0: Well, that's we we, we certainly did hope that, but we're Evertonians. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we're, we're realistic. We don't. We don't dream. Well, we dream, but we, mm. we don't dream realistically. And um, we know there's a lot, a lot of work to be done. A hell of a lot of work to be done. And I don't think Fahad uh, mashiri I don't think he's got the kind. Of, he's obviously the billionaire, but I don't think he's got the kind of money that he can legitimately blow on on Everton on a football club. But he didn't necessarily support. He just just wanted to to get in and run a football club. Don't mm. ask me why. Um, I don't think anyone knows.
1: Did he, did I say he's not he's not an owner. Then the, the the I mean I don't know. I I just presumed he was rich, but uh, he doesn't. Oh no, he, he's, he's
0: a billionaire. He's he's a billionaire. He's he's very rich, but um, I think he's put a ceiling on what he can spend. I mean, he spent half yeah. a billion. You know? He spent yeah. half a billion, since, or, or he signed the, the cheque, or on behalf of Everton, or his personal cheque. I don't, don't know how it works now. There's, yeah. Um, <clears throat> but he, you know, he has spent half a billion. You know, and I think he's probably got to the stage now. And he says, "Well, I do You know, you've been doing, you've been selecting the players to whoever the U is. Probably Steve Walsh. Um, before yeah. that, he did such an excellent job at Leicester. Um, yeah. And then um, Marcel Brands. The players, the select players, I, I, this is true. I, everything I tell you is true. I, I, I don't pull punches. Um, we tried to get at the end of the transfer window, um, not the summer, just on the one before. We tried to get, and Wilfred Zahar, it was all done. With, with Wilkins Zahar himself. He wanted to come, blah, 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 that's fine. And Palace wouldn't uh, wouldn't let him go. So mm. at the last minute, transfer deadline day, it happened. I think it's most exciting. Jim White got back then. Um, <laughs> uh, Mashiri, Mashiri, this is as I understand it, as I've been told by an insider. Um, Mashiri, he said, look, we've got to placate the fans. We've got to, you know, give you yeah. 35 million. You Go and get someone for 35 million. is worth 35 million. And we came up with Alex Iwobi, who I don't know one Evertonian who, who thinks that he's any good. That's <laughs> <laughs> not one. And he got to 35 million quid.
1: We have we, we've had right. a few of those as well when Claudio was in charge. I've got to ask you about an ex an ex Leicester player you've got there now that never really his career he had so much promise, his career never really took off. Damari Gray.
0: Yeah, now he's become the, the pinup of Goodison in a sense. Um, because he scored that wonderful winning goal um against yeah. Arsenal. Um but no, I mean, he, he didn't play last night. And, you know, I think he had a knock. And, you know, so Everton is oh, Christ, we've got no chance. We haven't got Damari Gray, you know. And we yeah. paid 1.4 million for him. And I don't understand that. I I really don't. When you think, OK, let's <laughs> compare him to Uwobi at 35 million. You know, compare him to Iwobi at 35 million. <laughs> you know, i mean that that could well go down as the bargain of the season 1. are you that 5? impressed with him because
1: when he left Leicester...
0: i've got I've to be not honest seen with him you. In the flesh. i've not seen him in the flesh but no. um, you know I've seen, I've seen whatever he's done on you know television i've seen on that telly, yeah, yeah and uh, he is different he is totally different to to anything we we've got i he, mean he just he's,
1: he never well, quite well, fitted guess. in with Leicester And we'd had a few managers And they'd all kind of come to the same conclusion I mean I hope, hope that lad does well at Everton You know it might be that Rafa's the, the manager to bring him
0: out Yeah well If, if he's one if you, What you're saying is he's someone Who has to be um, man managed Yes In a specific way And who knows what that way is You know mm. but at the moment, one would think that maybe, hopefully, uh, he's relating to Benitez. Hopefully. I, I have no, no idea whether he is or he isn't. But, you know, hopefully, it's, he's undoubtedly got the skill, the pace, and he's got a nose to go. Yeah. Now, there must be something wrong for someone like that at his age to be transferred for 1.4 million. Mm. Don't we
1: we, think? We, we, let him, we let him go to to Germany for that I think it was um, and he just like I say he just I think he was fed up probably at not getting the chance you know and the, the problem is you'd, you'd put it, you'd, he'd, he'd come on as a substitute for us and his freshness and his turn of pace and he you know he didn't mind having to go at you know, a shot and then you'd put him on from the start and it'd be like where is he
0: you know, yeah. And uh, it well, didn't I, work I, out. I, I mean, what I've seen of him so far, I I wouldn't be surprised um, if he ended up in a similar position at Everton, but mm. not now. You know, right. you can I can see why he's. I mean, we had on Merseyside, we had the original super sub, didn't we? In David Beckham, you did indeed, um, yes, uh, for Liverpool. <clears throat> I I could see him doing that, Mm. Um, you know, become an impact player off the bench. Yes. But, hey, I hope he doesn't. I hope he Mm. continues to do what he's been doing for us already, which is, you know, we're very, very pleased with it. Very pleased with
1: him. He's certainly got the potential, and and I hope that the the lad does well. And sometimes you have to move clubs just to, you know, kick-start your career again. Um,
0: I'll give you a list.
1: This last two two questions are going to be a, bit, um, a bit hard, and I've just got a couple of questions that people have asked in the chat. Um, oh, no, oh, crikey.
0: oh. Yeah. Have you
1: Oh, Have you got to go? No, not at oh, all, no. 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 I'm you know, it's like when you start talking football, it, it goes on. Really, you know, really
0: quickly.
1: Yeah. When Leicester won the Premier League, and I just thought I'd mention that again.
0: You know, it's okay, yeah. I was made up when they
1: did. Yes. I mean, it... it <laughs> Can you ever see that happening again? Or like we said earlier, have no, the sort of no. the big boys shut that
0: door? Oh, the big boys have shut that door. You've mm-hmm. only got to look at the not so much the starting eleven and that, their results, etc. But you just look at the <clears throat> the players. If if one of the if you like regular starting 11, injured, they can bring someone on, uh, play someone in, in place, uh, and they, yeah. they don't they don't suffer at all. Um, mm-hmm. And the same goes for City. I mean, it made me laugh because Claudio had this reputation of being the tinker man, didn't he? When, yes. Uh, yeah. uh, Chelsea and, and with you, uh, the tinker man. He can't have tinkered that much. I mean, you know far better than I, but he can't have tinkered that much to win the, the title because you wouldn't have had um, no. you know, the depth in squad and, and yeah. squadron, the depth of talent that the likes of Man City have now or, or Chelsea. I'm he got, the the We page. changed I'm his nickname. He, he
1: became known as the Thinker Man with us. Um
0: well, yeah. In, if, 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 uh, whatever he does, he came over as a lovable chap. Um, yeah, he really yeah. did. Um, I've yeah. never met him, but I, I, you know, he came over as a real good guy. And they always say, "Well, the good guys finish second. Well, he did. No, um, no. That I mean, was, it, was,
1: that was it was amazing. Mm-hmm. Everybody laughed when we signed him. I actually was one of the few that thought if he gets just the second or third I'd be happy with that you know at Leicester. it was unbelievable what he did talking oh, to managers and we we touched on Rafa before is he is he going to be at everton at the end of the season or do you think if it carries on as it is that he'll be uh, he'll be you know giving the golden handshake
0: i think i actually think that uh, mashiri and i think ken Wright, not quite so much as mashiri but mashiri he he's the, he runs the he runs the place now. Well, put it financially yeah. certainly, yeah. Um, and I think, it'd be, but yeah, I could give you a proper answer at the end of January yes. when mm. um, we've seen what they've allowed um, rapper to buy, for example, mm. bring in. You know, sometimes you bring a player in on loan; it's going to cost as much as buying him. But it, so that would be interesting because if they fully support. Benitez, um, and are prepared to back him financially. Then Everton could do quite a bit of business in January, even mm-hmm. though it's a terrible, terrible month. You know, to it is, that, it is that, for,
1: for buying. But
0: is,
1: he, unfortunately, managers don't get as long these days as they used to. But no, certainly
0: not.
1: The last question for me before I come on to a couple from, like I say, uh, um, the people that are yeah.
0: watching. Yes, no. Problem.
1: VAR. <laughs> I've got oh. to end on this. You, you obviously wasn't around uh, in our day when uh, back, back, when football was football. Um, has it improved the game? No. Mm. No. <laughs> straight, straight, straight. There you go. Thank you. Um, it hasn't, has it? I mean, we were no, no, we're no better off now than when when it was in the hands of the refs.
0: No, it's. It's it's an absolute farce. Now it's not VAR. Sorry, not the people who are operating VAR, wherever you know, wherever yeah. they are. It's not. It's not that. It's the laws that they're interpreting the laws of the game. Mm. You know. Now that's got to change because yeah. you, what was it? There was what when Richarlison had two it was against Arsenal, wasn't it? He had two goals wiped out. One was. Um, for somewhere n- near the the edge of the pitch, had his elbow on side. Well, you can't score with your elbow anyway. But it was on side, and then they said, "No, no, it's not that." Uh, and they, they zoomed in on Richarlison's foot, and a centre half, one of the centre half playing right centre half, and then they went in on his foot on the lines. You know the lines they draw. Yeah, yeah. And you said, "Well, yeah, Richarlison was." He was a toenail offside, you know. So that's what's got to change. It's, it's almost it's like
1: it's almost like putting the BMW engine in a Ford car. You know, the two things are good separately, but they've got to be yeah. changed to work well, together.
0: I, I don't, I don't, I, I have no idea what handball is anymore. No, I your arm know, in an, a, a natural position rather than an unnatural position. Um, and as for, for offsides, I don't, all this business where the lines does not put his flag up straight away. But oh, oh what a loaded yes. shit this, pardon me. Yes, oh, it's absolutely rubbish. It really is. It's oh, no, Help it's you. already with you. Hmm? Yes,
1: I, it, I totally agree with you on that. I don't think it's helped. Uh, I wouldn't...
0: Players, players sort of celebrate, and then they sort of stop and start looking up at the big screen. Yes. You yes. know, in case you know, in case VAR rule
1: out. I mean, you know, it worked for us in, in the FA Cup final, because uh, I honestly think of that Chelsea goal being allowed, they were coming on stronger, we'd made all our subs, etc. But yeah, I, I do. I do think it causes more problems um, oh, no. than it than it than it should do.
0: As I don't then- I don't know. I don't know uh, what I'm looking at now in the replays, but a handball especially,
1: mm.
0: and you can't argue with... if the law says if you know, you're a millimeter offside, you are offside. I think there's maybe there could a little bit of you see a gap. You know some kind of discernible yeah. gap between the two players concerned um and then then rule whether it's onside or offside but mm. not not the way it's no it's you no. it could have a fullback near nearing the corner flag with his with his and his elbows playing <laughs> from, oh no no no, no no i do know i do know
1: perfect. totally totally what you mean but i say just a couple of quick questions from people that were in the chat dan yep. um from turf morehouse he says um who's the greatest sports person you ever had the privilege of either interviewing or chatting to hello I think I think Elton has frozen there. <laughs> I thought for a minute he was actually just thinking, but I do think he's actually just frozen. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll see if we're gonna get back. Well, it, well we Dan, we won't know. <laughs> we, we will have, uh Terry um was saying, did you ever walk with Shaw? Keep them peeled, Taylor. Was <laughs> it police, not police fire? I I God I remember that. You're making me feel well old now. Um uh, Elton's gone unfortunately. Um but I do honestly thank him for coming on. Uh what a really, really, really nice guy. We will be having him back on again, hopefully, if Leicester get to play Everton uh in, in 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 uh the map well we will, we will get to play everton obviously at some point it hasn't been cancelled this weekend who knows what's going to happen to the christmas games so i can't tell you what's coming up next because i have no idea because i don't know what is going to be um played and what's not going to be played so we we will see but i'm going to leave you Uh, With this, this week, um, we've done it a little bit later now, um, so i was going to wait till Elton had gone, but it's this.
0: Leicester City FC, on this day in history, with Leicester Till I Die TV.
1: Now, I've got to do it today, uh, and I never know whether one of these is on today or not, but It is actually a huge day. It says here, it says in the old Bible, a huge day in Leicester City's history. Martin O'Neill quit as Norwich City manager on the morning of the game with the Canaries at Filbert Street. Mike Walker was at the match working as a television pundit, he's the ex-Norwich manager, and was expected to become City's next manager after Mark McGee's departure. Leicester hit back from 2 0 down to win 3 2. And of course, Walker didn't get the job. O'Neill got the job. This day, 17th of December 1995, we appointed Martin O'Neill. Who knew what was going to happen under him? Great, great years. And we'll always be loved at our club, Martin O'Neill. It's Christmas in a week. <laughs> believe this time next week it's christmas eve God, I, I, where's it gone where's it gone do you know what we are planned to do uh back on monday at seven o'clock with a liverpool preview um because we've got them twice of course so we're gonna be doing all the previews together because it's all over christmas at nine o'clock we've got the prediction show which is gonna be really really busy because um we've got three um Three to try and fit in there. Games on the 26th, 28th and the 1st of January. Try and do them all together. Um, And that is on Monday. And then hopefully, possibly a Man City preview on the Tuesday, depending, as I say, which matches go ahead and which don't. I have a feeling, and I hope it doesn't. I really hope it doesn't. But I do have a feeling that we may see games without fans again in the not too distant future fingers crossed we don't but guys thank you so much for watching and if you listen on the podcasts thank you so much we are available on podcasts on your favorite podcast platform just search lester till i die and if you are watching this for the first time i hope you've enjoyed it give us a subscription on youtube and give um get, click that um, notification button so you don't miss any chances my thanks to this guy Great of him to give up his time, uh, especially say, at this time of year, and to come on and, and chat with us, uh, Mister Elton Wellsby. Don't know who that one is in the background on the right, to be honest with you, but he's got a he's got a very nice Keegan perm. <laughs> I'm just I'm just jealous because he's got hair. <laughs> so hopefully we might even be able to fit a quiz in over the weekend. We are looking to see if we can fit a quiz in uh, the big fat football quiz. Not done that for a while. Might be getting a Newcastle fan on. Stick with us. Thanks very much for watching. Thanks very much for listening. Stay safe, guys, and we'll see you whenever we can.
0: Social
1: Podcast Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates are around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? Participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com